September 19th, 2017. My name is Axel. I'm here today with a guest all the way from Los Angeles. His yes. name is Madnap. How are you doing, Madnap? What's up? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. It's. I wish it was already fall. As you said, like, off the, off the recording, that it's getting cloudy over there in LA and everything. Yeah. Is it getting cold at all, or is it still just hot? Yeah, it's still hot. I, I agree, though. I can't wait for fall. That's always been my favorite time of the year i feel it i'm excited um it's been really hot a lot lately up here in the bay area too so i'm just wanting to not have to keep my fan on overnight yeah i'm just (laughs) waiting for the hoodies the hoodie weather (laughs) sweater weather um okay let's just get started then yeah sure um for background info where were you born and raised i was born and raised in chicago lived there till i was 18 so i did everything through high school there and then when did you you move to LA right after I didn't actually I went to school in uh in Tampa Florida so for college so those four years was kind of was kind of like back and forth between Tampa and Chicago mm-hmm. and then towards the end of that I started coming to LA more frequently I did a semester abroad in London like last year was just all over the place but it's mostly been just Tampa and Chicago, and then recently I just made the permanent move here to L.A. Gotcha. That's dope. Um, what'd you go to school for? I went for communication, actually. And then did you graduate, or did you leave school? I graduated, yeah, um, just this past May. Oh, that's dope. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Um, and how old are you currently? I'm 23. 23, nice. Yes. My next question for you, why did you choose the name Madnap and did you have any previous aliases beforehand? Yeah, it's it's kind of funny cuz I actually have never had any previous aliases. I know most people have, but I've been under the Madnap name for like 5 or 6 years now, like ever since the very beginning. And I put out some really bad stuff under this name when I was first getting started, but you know, since then I've kind of gotten it worked out to where it's all my current stuff and my current sound. But yeah, I started like in high school making like typical dubstep type stuff, 
uh, under the same name. Uh, the name kind of just, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a random <laughs> made-up word. Uh, I was just with some friends, like, in high school, and I knew I needed a name because my real name just wouldn't work. So I needed an alias, and we were all trying to think of something. And one day we were trying to put together, like, two random words that don't, have anything to do with each other, like dead mouse or something like that. <laughs> and my friend suggested Madnap, and I was like, well, it's okay. Like, I'll think about it for a bit. So a couple weeks went by, and I didn't have anything better. So I just went for it. But to this day, like, I wouldn't rather be called anything else. Like, that that's just become my name at this point. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've read – I forget where I read it, where, like, I'm not, you say, like, you describe your name as I'm not mad or I'm not taking a nap. Oh, yeah, that, that's, like, my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. Cool. Thanks for the background on that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, of course. Since you're from Chicago, does your hometown influence your artistry and music at all? I would say no. Um, I I don't know. I kind of grew into, like, my... Uh, my current sound more after then anyways i guess that kind of came from just like traveling around and moving around a lot and then going off that were the people who raised you musically inclined at all uh no actually yeah both of my parents like music but neither of them were musicians in any way really so it was mainly like stemming off like high school what was like your early influence to getting into music yeah, I started with instruments, actually. I started with clarinet, and then I started playing saxophone so I could be in jazz band. Tried out piano, but didn't really like it. Uh, started playing guitar, and that was kind of my favorite. So I kind of dropped everything else, and I started doing guitar and jazz band instead of sax. I would just practice every single day. I would watch videos of guitar players. That just became my life. And then... A little bit later in high school, I discovered Skrillex, and then that kind of led to getting into electronic music and all that. So it kind of, yeah, started with guitar. Gotcha. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Because, like, some, some people that I've interviewed before, they didn't start with instruments. They just wanted to, like, go right into beats. So, like, the transition for you sounded a lot smoother than someone just, like, starting out with, like, I don't know, like, Fruity Loops or Ableton. Right. Um, yeah, I I wasn't even interested in electronic music mm -hmm. uh, until like high school. Yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah. Cool. And then, how would you describe like the music you create, and are they based on your own experiences? Um, yeah, they're really not <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, that's a really great answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be completely honest, they're not. Um, I just have a lot of fun making music, so. Anything you hear from me is really just, it's kind of whatever came to my head. I, I just like sitting down and trying to get ideas out. Sometimes they'll hit me randomly. Sometimes I'll just be throwing together elements and it'll kind of come together into something. But yeah, they're not really based off anything like that. It's all kind of just whatever comes to me. That's awesome though. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so then... In a more technical sense, what's the process of creating music for you? Like, what programs do you use and everything? Since you said you like were starting out with instruments, so right, yeah, I use Logic currently, which is kind of um, abnormal. But <laughs> I started on GarageBand and then made the switch to Logic a long time ago, and I'm just very comfortable in it. Like, I know most people are on Ableton or FL, but 
logic just works well for me, so I don't see any need to to change it really. Gotcha. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't really use any equipment. I just have that, some monitors, a mini keyboard, and my guitar. That's about it. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Very simple. I like it. Um, yep. So then let's get into your music. Uh, sure. I'm sure this might not be your first upload, but uh, your current oldest public upload on your SoundCloud profile was Lotus. Right. And that was uploaded on December 14th, 2014. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> was this your first upload at all? It definitely was not my first upload. I had a lot before then, but that was kind of... It wasn't the first one in my current sound. I had one before that that kind of started um, the sound I'm pursuing now. But Lotus was just the first one that really caught on. Um, it actually randomly got... It was being used in a lot of vines within <laughs> really? like the yeah within the first like year or two of it coming out, huh. and that kind of helped it to blow up on SoundCloud a bit. Not too much, but it's still one of my most popular songs. So I don't think I'll ever take that one down. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. How do you feel about it now that it's almost three years later since it was uploaded? Yeah, it's like it, I I know it's not as well produced as some of my current stuff, but like. The ideas are all there, the melodies and like the chords. Like, I think the melody is super catchy, which is why a lot of people liked it. So, even though I don't consider it like as, I don't know, as quality as my current stuff, yeah, I think I'm still proud of it. Yeah, I know it is. It does not feel that long, but it's actually <laughs> that long. Um, it is. So let's talk about like early collabs, at least that you have publicly up, because um, I'm sure right. there's other ones that might not have made it or you removed. Uh, mm-hmm. We're definitely going to touch upon a good amount of your stuff because this is like an in-depth interview, and I like being able to share as much as a an artist wants to share. 
Yeah, um, sure. So one of your early collabs was with, I believe his name is Naisu? Naisu, yeah. Naisu, okay. Um, so one of your early collabs was with Naisu from San Diego. Uh, you both worked on an EP together called Dive. Yes. That released on September 2015. Let's talk about a couple tracks and the EP as a whole. What inspired you both to create Feather Dance, and how did you both get in contact with each other? Yeah, so Naisu was one of my first SoundCloud friends. Like, when I first got into SoundCloud, I think it was... Ooh, when did Lotus come out? It was, like, December 2014. Around then, I before then, I didn't talk to anyone on SoundCloud. I didn't do anything about my uploads. I just kind of threw stuff on the internet and didn't worry about it. But... Around when Lotus came out, I started reaching out to people and talking to people and finding other small artists like within the community. And I around then I started Paper Crane, which is a collective of artists. They're just really it's just all all my friends. Um, it's kind of just a community for artists to work together and release music and grow together. But Naisu was one of the first people I reached out to for that. So. He's been one of my closest friends for a really long time. And one of, yeah, the main people I've collaborated with uh, in the past. But for that EP, we we were just kind of talking about ideas. We weren't, we had met by then, but we were in different cities. I was in Tampa. He was back in San Diego. And we started just with one track. I think it was the second track on there, uh, Newport Coast. But um, we thought just of a really cool concept to branch it out, make it an EP and make it very like fantasy based, have a whole like storyline. And we just went for it and did the full four tracks really quick. I'd say in like a week or two, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. And then were you guys together in real life or were you just sending files back and forth on the internet? It was all through files. Yeah. We were just on Skype calls almost every day just working on it and just banged the whole thing out, sending files back and forth. What inspired you both to create like feather dance to talk? Let's talk about that one first. Yeah, that one it's, it kind of falls into just the storyline of that EP. It's about like, we just made it up. It's a fictional story about like going into like this dive fictional dive chamber where you can like, it's basically like lucid dreaming. You can go into your dreams and um, the Feather Dance track is just about, it's really just about flying. That's what it is. So you're up at a part in like the storyline where you're just cruising through the air, and that's what Feather Dance is. Uh, the name is just a, it's a move from Pokemon <laughs> that we thought fit well with the theme, and that's really all it is.
awesome. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, like, realize that <laughs> it was from Pokemon. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, also from the Dive EP is the track, as you briefly mentioned, Newport Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the process like creating this track? Yeah, that was... That track was our first ever collab. Uh, we made the others shortly after it, but I forgot who started the idea on that, but we just wanted to make something chill that kind of incorporated both of our sounds. So we started with that one, and then it kind of carried on through the whole EP. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, so as a whole, what are your thoughts on the Dive EP now, two years later of this month? Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely something I'm still very proud of. Definitely. And it's something that's different from everything else I've ever done. Um, musically, cause I've never, that's the only piece of story music I've ever done. So it's definitely really special to me. Um, it's not on Spotify anymore, but it'll, I'll definitely keep it up on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like <laughs> as I'm like reading, because I'm going chronologically as best as I can, right? Because um, I like I looked into the code to make sure like dates and everything that matched. Because uh, like sometimes SoundCloud itself could put weird release dates off of what is actually the upload. Um, right, definitely. But like, just realizing that was two years ago is also insane. <laughs> it um, is. I know. It still sounds like to me at least really fresh in the day and age of like so many people uploading different types of music and like trying to figure out their own style and so, right. so yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah we were and we were definitely kind of in that phase mm-hmm. when we made it so yeah i think it helped us to kind of grow into our sounds you have arrived in a place that has only existed in your mind two weeks wow yeah <laughs> um all right so i'm gonna also dive into like other well i just no uh, pun intended yeah i didn't mean to say that <laughs> sorry <laughs> um i'm also gonna talk about <laughs> um your remixes as well too as we sure. discuss your entire production and everything um tell us about creating the remix for nash's i hate you i love you featuring olivia 
O'Brien. How long did it take to remix this? That was definitely a quick one. Usually when I, because I make a lot of music, but there's some songs that'll just take months to kind of turn out. And those are the ones that usually never end up coming out. It's the ones where I can just sit down and bang it out in a day or two that are usually the ones that people hear. So I feel that was a long time ago, but I feel like that one came together pretty quick. I was a fan of Nash for a while before then. And I just saw he uploaded stems in the the description. So just gave it a go. And yeah, it came together pretty quickly. But I'm still missing you And I can't see the end of this Just wanna feel your kiss against my lips And now all this time is passing by But I still can't seem to tell you why It hurts me every time I see you Realize how much I need you I hate you, I love you I hate that I love you Don't want to, but I can't put Nobody else above you I hate you, I love you I hate that I want you You want her, you need her And I'll never be her I miss you when I can't sleep Or right after coffee Or right when I can't eat I miss you in my front seat Still got sand in my sweaters From nights we don't remember Do you miss me like I miss you? Fucked around and got attached to you can break your heart too And I'm always tired but never again. If I pulled a you on you You wouldn't like that shit I put this real out but you wouldn't bite that shit I type a text but then I never mind that shit I got these feelings but you never mind that shit Oh, oh, keep it on the low You're still in love with me but your friends don't know If you wanted me, you just say so And if I were you, I would never let you go I don't mean no harm I just miss you on my own were just alarms Caution tape around my heart I hate you I love you I hate that I love you Don't want to But I can't put Nobody else above you I hate you I love you I hate that I love you Don't want to But I can't put Nobody else above you How Nash just like blew up right after that song. Yeah. It's pretty insane. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that was like one of the first remixes I heard, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that might be song. the first one on there. Yeah. On, on my SoundCloud currently. Awesome. Um, okay. So, there's a different style track that you made. It was a collab with Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, that was released on January 22nd, 2016. Um, this was released through the Trap SoundCloud profile. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, the track is called Oracle. What was it like collaborating with Stone and having the song premiere through Nest HQ? Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, I had never met Stone at the time. Uh, we had just kind of known each other through SoundCloud and the internet. Um, but... He was a good friend and still is and is super talented, but we have very different styles. Like he's in Wave Dash now. That's his thing now. So he's making like crazy dubstep and all that. But 
we definitely wanted to work together and do something kind of like I said with Nice that would like fuse our styles together. So I sent him, I had like, I had this track that it was kind of like one of those tracks, like I mentioned to you that just kind of like just work on it a little bit for months and months, but it never actually gets finished. Um, I had one of those tracks that I thought had a good foundation, but was just kind of mediocre. So it was like a full track too. And I sent it to him and he just kind of took parts from it and just turned it into a completely different song. So he ended up kind of like doing the drops and I did most of everything else. And that's kind of how that one came together. into all of your other releases that one's very very different <laughs> very different yeah. yeah i love it though i i've always played it in my live sets because <laughs> it just goes harder than anything else i've made that's dope <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like a week after that was uploaded you uploaded on january 29 2016 a remix of kai i believe that's how you pronounce his name yep uh kai's do you go up how did you get in contact with Kai to do an official remix for this song? Yeah, I actually DM'd him on Twitter. <laughs> and that's how that came about. Um, he put out an EP that that song was on. And I was a huge fan of that EP. Um, loved all the songs. And yeah, I just reached out to him on Twitter. And he gave me stems. And we got that whole release sorted out. And it worked out really well. How long did it take to make that one? Was it fast as well? That one, I feel like that one took a little longer. Um, I usually have a hard time making drops. <laughs> it just doesn't come quite as natural to me. And I remember the drop on that one took a long time because I was playing around with so many different ideas before I finally settled on one. I It's not a 
just DM'd him, and then it just went from there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's how a lot of this stuff goes down. Yeah. Honestly. Awesome. Um, another notable remix you did was uploaded on August 24th, 2016. It was a kid remix for his song with uh, Ron Harper called Show Me. Right. How did this remix come into fruition? Yeah, that one, um, I started talking to Kid shortly before, just found him on SoundCloud. And uh, I think that one might have been through Twitter too, honestly. It was either through Twitter or like SoundCloud DMs. It was just a song he put out and I really liked it. It didn't seem like, and it wasn't, it wasn't a label release or anything. So um, no like pressure or legal stuff behind it. I just asked if I could... Yeah, remix it. I, I'm a fan of Ron Harper, too. I actually have a song with him in the works now. Ooh, okay. Which, yeah, should be done soon. But um, Kid sent me the acapella for it, and I banged that one out last summer in L.A. I was here doing an internship. That's dope. Man, yeah. Like, you've definitely connected with a lot of people who are recently blowing up. Oh, definitely. Um, which is awesome. I could definitely say the same for you too, so that's why like everything's just like interconnected in a way. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I hope I can be considered one of those people soon. We'll see. <laughs> I'm vibing with you, darling DJ, turn it louder. I got tricks on my sleeve that I'm down to show ya. I got Ellie who said I am down to throw ya. I just want your loving, girl, so come and show me love. love. I just want your loving, girl, so come and show me love. September 26, 2016, another collab with Naisu surfaced called Jasmine. Yep. This includes vocals from Sophie Myers, another person, another artist, and singer-songwriter that we've interviewed previously. Yes. Um, what brought you all together in creating this song? Yeah, th- I love... This might be my favorite song on my whole SoundCloud. I love this song. It came together when... Um, I was living in LA last summer and Naisu lives in San Diego. So he's only like two hours away. So he came up for a weekend or a couple days and we started the track, got a really good start on it. And we needed a vocal sample for it because I wanted to do like a cashmere cat type drop on it. I've still never met Sophie, but Sophie and I have known each other just through SoundCloud and the internet for a while, probably like a year and a half now. She just, one time she just sent me a bunch of acapellas of just like unreleased top lines that she's written. And I sampled one of those to just make the 
all the cool vocal stuff in Jasmine and of course got her okay on it that it was okay to do that because we edited it so much you couldn't really even tell it's her at that point but uh we threw the vocal samples in there got uh got together again in San Diego and finished it up and then it came out while I was in London shortly after I got there so it was quite a process but it was a really fun process and I think we got a great song out of it too pretty sure i talked about this with sophie because uh it's funny with the sophie interview um we started it in july and then we only recently finished like the second half of it like last week (laughs) because she's so busy um but yeah that's a really great song i'm glad yeah thank you like together um man it's only been that one it feels like it's been longer but it's not even a year yet yeah that that one's about a year ago it was last september that it came out crazy um yep (laughs) the next song i want to talk about you released before 2016 ended this was an original collab with another artist we've interviewed ehi robo yes or or he goes by short ehi um Mm -hmm. called fast forward this was uploaded on december 15th 2016 from your perspective since we already talked about this with Ehi last time during our interview. How did you two connect, and what was it like working together? Yeah, I'll need to listen to your interview with Ehi because yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely interested. But I think he's one of the honestly most genius artists that I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> he's just so unbelievably talented um, that I knew he was someone who I would want to and be honored to work with, too. I had started talking to Ehi about getting involved in Paper Crane, actually, because he actually played the first ever Paper Crane show. It was in New York in 20, I don't even know, 2015, probably. And that's where I met Ehi for the first time. So I'd always wanted to work with him, always wanted to get him involved in Paper Crane further. And yeah, I, I asked him if he'd be down to work on We Were Getting Ready for the New Paper Crane album. 
And I always like to collaborate with someone on those. So I asked him if he'd be down, and he was. So I just kind of started that track. Actually, you know what? I think that was an older beat I had sitting around and just didn't have the right person for it. That's what it was. I had made that that drop and everything really long time ago. And um, yeah, it didn't have anything to do with it. It kind of wasn't going anywhere. So it's kind of how it was with like Stone. I had like an old project. Um, I sent this one to Ehi and he totally revived it, switched everything around, like changed the entire structure, um, put his own twist on it. And it just came out perfectly, in my opinion. Like everything he did to it was so on point and it really just fused together like I think our sounds really nicely. perspectives together and see how because like like even though i talked to him was it last monday um it's just funny how the way everyone just gets connected and then like the process of the songs and everything so hearing both sides now is pretty awesome yeah definitely (laughs) um okay before we talk about your ep Mm -hmm. i I just want to hear more about like paper crane why did you create it you you briefly mentioned it early on in this interview Um, right and i just want to hear like your entire perspective on Paper Crane in the beginning and then, like, as it is currently? Yeah, of course. So um, it started with, like, I was super into Moving Castle at the time. I was a huge fanboy, huge, like, fan of what everything they were doing. And 
when I discovered this like underground SoundCloud scene that like I didn't know existed, I just thought that like finding a way to like kind of unite this scene and bring all of us together would just be like really powerful and good for all of us to grow. So that was kind of the reason for it, just to like unite this little underground community. And everyone in Paper Crane, we all do completely different things, have completely different sounds. But somehow when you listen to those compilation albums, like all these songs just work together. And we kind of come together for that. So for the past couple of years, it's just been kind of like an outlet for all of us to just do our thing, um, work together, grow individually. Um, we definitely did more with it in the past than we're doing currently. Um, most recent thing we did was like a, it was a show in LA, but we'll do shows sometimes. We've got merch, music releases are less often, but it's not all about that. It's really just about the community. So right now everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Everyone's growing individually, which is what matters most, but we're definitely going to keep working on Paper Crane in the future. Really yeah, great like how you were able to do that um and then just unite more people because definitely it's definitely hard to do <laughs> right and it's also like really impactful because that's what this community like the soundcloud community itself needs is more people just connecting instead of just having just one person just doing stuff and not like yeah caring about what other people are doing because it's really about as you said community and what's the word i'm looking for like growth um and just yeah like diversity like everything yeah. about diversity is really good just as artists it allows everyone to truly like nurture and each other and then just become something bigger <laughs> exactly yeah and it kind of allows us to help like put people on that may not have as big of an outlet or outreach or maybe having a hard time like we can definitely help out with that too so yeah it's been good and then I'm just curious, uh, just like chronological standpoint, when did you exactly like start this? Do you yeah, remember? I I believe it was like the very beginning of 2015. May have the year. If it wasn't 2015, it was 2014, but I think it was 2015. It was like, yeah, um, kind of thought of it like that December and then made it a thing in like January, February. And then first compilation was out in March. I think it was 2015. Cool. That's awesome. Um, okay. Now, this year, on March 20th, 2017, you released the first song from your season's EP. Um, mm -hmm. The song is called Lavender. What was it like creating this elegant song, including all like the vocal chopping? Because it's very different from like your original work beforehand. So right. What was it like creating this song? Yeah, this was a great song to create. It's also, like, if you'll notice, it's one of my only, like, solo original songs. Because I like to work with people mm -hmm. a lot. I, I, pref I actually prefer to collab than to work alone. Because I like getting other people's ideas and perspectives. And I just think it usually creates better music when working with other people. But um, the majority of the season's EP came together when I was in London. Um, that's where I did most of the work on it. It was kind of just like my solo project that I was working on for the my whole time there. It kind of just came together really naturally. I, I remember the exact like the exact time I started it. I was in this little cafe right 
by my flat. It was just like a close walk to it. I would always go there for breakfast and coffee, um, just this cute little spot in London. But I started the song there. I think I started with those like little violin kind of orchestral plucks and then went for the harp and everything. And I wanted to do something with a little bit less like typical of a song structure. So that's why I did that big chord break and everything. And that was one where I wanted to do the vocals myself. It was just really special to me. And I didn't even think it needed like lyrics or anything. So after making that beat in that coffee shop, I just went back up into my room, plugged in the mic and didn't really know what I was going to do, but just kind of like messed around with recording myself over it. And that's kind of how it came together. about like your entire ep so we're going to talk about each of the other songs too sure um so with your seasons ep it contained four songs in total mm-hmm. so we're just going to go through how it's um formatted uh the next song i want to talk about is speak up featuring mm-hmm. little shadows when did you start working with little shadows and when was this song created in your ep's time span yeah so that was the actually the first instrumental that was started for the on the EP. It wasn't made for the EP. I think I made it like early last summer, made the instrumental for it. And it's kind of like a lot of the other songs I mentioned, just like didn't have anything to do with it. So I had that instrumental that I really liked for Speak Up, just kind of lying around and didn't have anything to do with it. And the rest of the EP was coming together and I was thinking, okay, what should be on the EP? What shouldn't be on the EP? And I remember that I had this and thought it would fit really well with the stuff I was making at the time. So, yeah, I hit up Little Shadows one night. This was actually after I got back from London. Um, I'd been talking to him for a while. I've been a big fan of him for a while. And I thought the beat would be a good fit. So 
I I asked him if he'd be down and I sent him the instrumental and he sent me vocals back that night. I would I would say within like within an hour or two. Damn. <laughs> he said he wrote and recorded the entire thing. He he started with nothing, no lyrics, no melodies and just did the entire thing in like 2 hours. I was so impressed. <laughs> I don't think he even did any other takes. It was just perfect. Yeah, that just came together just in a really cool way. It's it's like a lot of those other tracks I mentioned where like I started the idea but it wasn't quite going anywhere and then he just kind of breathed a new life into it. So that's a really special one to me. We've got another one in the works. Should be done soon. So I'm excited for that too. Less than two hours. That's insane. Uh, and then where is Little Shadows from? I forgot. Um, I believe he's from. He lives in New York now. I believe he's from Massachusetts. Was he in New York during the time you were making this? Uh, I believe he was. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was either in New York or like Boston, I think. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, we've never met actually. <laughs> Um, the next song, the third song off the EP, is Nobody But You featuring Sakima. Sakima? Yes. Sakima. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I've been pronouncing it correctly. Because sometimes I hate when I'm like doing interviews and then I accidentally pronounce something wrong. Right. Um, and then I get corrected, of course, because like, I, w- I just want to make sure everyone's names is right. Um, for the third song, how did you two get in contact? Yeah. Um, for that, I met Sakima in London. He's from London. Mm-hmm. Um, met him at a Ryan Hemsworth concert, actually. So we met up there. I think a friend introduced me. Uh, I think it was Slow Shutter, actually. My friend Amanda. She was in London at the time, too, actually living with him. Um, she introduced us, and I didn't 
I didn't know who he was at first, but he mentioned he's in this project called Swims, which is a duo between him and AO Beats. And I know I knew who Sw- Swims was, so I was like, oh, I know exactly who you are. Like, you're so talented and everything. And he was just like, he was down to work on music anytime. So we kind of just met at the concert, kept in contact while I was still in London. And one day I just went over to his place. He lived in the coolest spot. It was just this, I don't know, this building just full of little apartment rooms. And he just lived with a bunch of other artists at the time. So I went over to his place and I had the instrumental ready. I made it shortly before, probably couple weeks before just I think in the same coffee shop that I made lavender and actually made the instrumental I didn't know if we were going to work off that or start something new but I was just playing him some beats and he really liked that one so that was kind of similar to the little shadow situation where I went over to Sakima's place and he just wrote and recorded the entire thing on the spot awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah he he's also like I said about Ehi um Sakima is one of the most talented people I've ever met. Um, just his songwriting and production ability, too. He kind of co-produced the song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how quickly and easily he was able to write something that amazing just blew my mind. Call me off my guard, babe. I didn't expect to lose my breath. You asked me to run home with you I'm like respect DTF Never making love in a stairwell And I'm high but you can't tell I always drink to forget Bringing out this side of me I don't give away easy Don't want nobody but Don't want nobody but So, from your perspective, what's the story behind the song, even though it wasn't exactly like you writing the lyrics right there when Sakima like, did it and everything, but what's your perspective? Yeah, the, the story is just kind of, from my perspective, is kind of what I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something that we kind of had a lot of fun with, and 
were able to work together on. Um, everything from a lyrical perspective is like from his perspective. I can't really mm-hmm. relate with any of that. That's that's all on him. So um, yeah, it didn't come from any like experiences for me or anything. For me, it was just more of the experience of getting to work with him and just to be in the same room and to do that together. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So next up, let's talk about Windows Down featuring Low Moon. Yes. What made you decide on choosing this as the closing song for the EP? And then what are your feelings on it? Yeah. Um, the reason I chose it for the closing song is probably because of that little outro at the end. I, I tried to do like a switch up for the last like 30 seconds of the song where it just switches into this like completely different beat. I was kind of inspired to that by like Travis Scott who often does switch ups like towards the end of his songs. Um, it was my first time experimenting with that and I thought it turned out really well. So I thought that was a good way to close the EP and just what Lone Moon did with it too was amazing. And then how'd you get connected with Lone Moon? We have known each other again, like most people we've known each other on the internet through for years. Um, we've never actually met, but um, we've tried to do other collabs in the past and they just haven't really worked out for whatever reason. But I had this beat and I was kind of iffy about it. I liked it, but I thought it was just kind of average, but when I, I, I sent that to Lone Moon and I mean, yeah, I was just blown away with what they sent back. It completely like changed my perspective on the entire song for me, like turned it into something that ended up being one of my favorite things I've ever worked on. Definitely loved getting like, yeah, Lone Moon's perspective and take on that and just turning it into something really cool. Heavy 
So, what are your overall thoughts on the season's EP as a whole five months later? Yeah, I'm I'm really proud of that EP. It's it's probably I'm probably more proud of it than anything else I've worked on. Um, I consider that EP to just honestly be me in musical form. That was like nine months of my life or something just condensed into music, working by myself and with other people. Just listening to those tracks and looking even at the tracklist right now just brings back a lot of memories of kind of like the theme of the EP, different seasons in my life. And yeah, I'm probably... I'm I'm very proud of it, and I think it really defines what I kind of want to be as an artist and what my sound is going forward. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. I really want yeah. to talk about seasons for sure. Definitely. Um, so cool. All right. So then on September 18th, 2017, which was yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and Sophie Myers connected once again, but this time a little differently compared to Jasmine. Right. On a collab called Honey. Yes. How do you feel about this song after it's released through Moving Castle? Yeah, I I love this song and have a lot of feelings about it for that and other reasons because I've been wanting to work with Sophie forever. I think she's a genius. I've never met her, but one of the most talented people I know, honestly. And we started talking probably about a year and a half ago. And she's always been down to work on music with me, but I've always been really picky about sending her any any beats or anything because I've 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 always had the mindset of like when I make my song with Sophie, like I want this to be like my song with Sophie. Like I don't want to mess this up. I want it to be like perfect. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be the perfect fit for her. So I kept her waiting for a beat for over a year. <laughs> I, I didn't send her anything. Like I, I would send her like ideas and stuff, but like not to not to collab on or to work on. So this ended up being our first real collab. I made this beat actually this summer, a couple months ago. It's it's really new compared to all the other songs you've heard from me. I I started this one in my favorite coffee shop here, actually in downtown LA. I came up with the idea for it and I just thought those kind of jazzy chords would be a perfect fit for her and that the beat kind of um kind of fit the vibe of like the seasons EP too like it could have I feel like it could have been a track on there if it were made in the same timeline and she loved the track so she wrote to it super easily of course just banged it out wrote something super catchy and beautiful and that came together just really naturally and working with Moving Castle, like I said, like um, in the past with my um, inspiration for Paper Crane, like Moving Castle, honestly, like they don't even know how much it changed my life. Because before then, before I started listening to their music, I was just kind of in the zone. Like I was doing electronic music for fun. I would just kind of pick a genre and make a song on that. Like, oh, today let's make a dubstep song. Let's make an electro house song. Let's make a drum and bass song. And when I started listening to them, I kind of I kind of ditched that whole mindset and just moved towards just making whatever comes to me and whatever flows naturally. And so they inspired me in a huge way, and I've always been wanting to work with them. I've become good friends with a lot of them over the past couple of years, so this was bound to happen over time. I just kind of needed the right track, and... 
I brought this over to them this summer and although they had a really tight release schedule, they made it work because they just really liked the track and that was definitely a major goal like on my bucket list that I was able to check off for moving working with Moving Castle. Sophie and Moving Castle. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, it really was. So cool. <laughs> I just like how the entire time you were just waiting for the right timing and everything, which is great because it's a really great song. I'm glad yeah. you had it out. Thank you. Yeah, it was the same thing with Moving Castle and Sophie. Like I I wanted my first song with her to be like perfect. I I wouldn't send her anything less. And I wanted my first release with Moving Castle to be the same thing. It was another thing I was super picky about and I wanted to wait until I was ready and until it was the right time and even though that took like four years <laughs> that that time has finally come man what a great story like yeah just like all like as someone who just listened to it yesterday <laughs> um and just like the timing of how we're talking about this just a day after its release it's just really cool seeing how all of this w- like came together especially yeah. from your perspective because I I I talked to Sophie about it, and she, I think, she, I think after our call, uh, which was like last Thursday or something, she played it off of Skype, and, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, this is really good," even though like the quality sounds shitty through Skype. <laughs> but, right, you but, got to hear a sneak peek. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, damn!" Um, and, That's and then, so cool. And then like, just hearing the the actual high quality version of it is really, man. I'm sorry, I'm like having like a fanboy moment. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. This is dope. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, glad you like it. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, of course. It was also another thing about that one. It that was kind of my first time um, bringing guitar back yeah. into my music because guitar was kind of how I got into producing. I was like messing around with GarageBand trying to record my guitar, and I got so involved in electronic music, I kind of gave that up, and I re- didn't really play guitar for like all of college. And now I'm in the place where I'm comfortable with producing enough to where I can start bringing the guitar into 
into live sets and into my recorded tracks too. So I debuted the live set with guitar in July at a show. And then this track is kind of the debut of the guitar being in the, in the music and it'll, it'll actually be in everything going forward. Awesome. That's great to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, all right, let's get into like more like open-ended ones. Um, sure. Actually, let me ask you this one first, since you talked, you just talked about some performances. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your performances as Madnap presently? Yeah, to be completely honest, performing is my favorite thing on earth in my lifetime. Like my <laughs> absolute favorite thing in life is being able to perform. So. It's something that I always have a lot of fun with, something that I'm always looking to do. And right now, it's just something that I'm trying to take to the next level, I'd say. That's awesome. How many performances have you done so far? Mm, I would say I, I actually keep a note in my in my MacBook of kind of just like a record of every show I've ever played. I would guess there are about 20 on there. It's a pretty good amount. Maybe like 15, yeah. That's dope. Have you played in the Bay Area yet or no? I never have. No, mm. I'd love to. I've never been, actually. Wow. Okay. Well, that's two things that you got to do soon. <laughs> yeah, I uh, would love to if if I could just get booked out there. Maybe a moving castle event or something. That'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Because I don't – have they thrown – well, I mean, they have, like, some Hotel Garuda and, like, Manila Killa stuff up here. But, like, right. I don't think they have, like, an official I – don't, I don't remember, honestly. It's been a while. Yeah, um, they haven't done like a tour or anything in a really long time. Actually, my first ever gig as Madnap, I had I had DJed a lot before, but my first ever like real gig was opening for Moving Castle on their summer tour in like 2015. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, to go off like performances and everything, what cities and venues would you love to perform at in the future? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know really about specific venues too much. But I really want to go to Seattle as soon as possible for a show. That's like high up on my list. I would love to go back to the East Coast sometime because going to New York just for shows has been my only experience of the East Coast ever. Like I've only been to New York City. I've only been twice. And I was only there for three days at a time because I was throwing paper crane shows. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to play something. Yeah, more on the East Coast, too. That would be amazing. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, and just how specific you want to go to Seattle. Cause like that, that's some, that's a, that's a place that not a lot of people really like pay attention to in terms of the music scene. Um, right. Cause it's all the way up there. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Some of my good friends are from there. Um, Metza and DNZ mainly. And I know I could always just stay with Metza if I went. And it just seems like a city that I'd really like. So, if, yeah, if I go, I'd love to play a gig there. You should definitely pitch the idea of another Moving Castle tour. <laughs> definitely. Um. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> cool. Um, let me ask you this question. This one's pretty open-ended, and you could just answer whatever comes to your head right away. Um What's been the most surreal experience for you ever since you started making music? Oh, that is pretty, uh, hmm. <laughs> pretty open, yeah. Take your time, uh, though. I remember when, um, I don't know, one surreal one was when, I'll, I'll give you two, actually, and they were both recent. Um, 
One was when I found out that I would be opening for the M Machine at Brownies and Lemonade. I found out a long time before the show, but Brownies and Lemonade hit me up for it, and it was just such an honor to be like, I mean, the M Machine were they're one of my idols. Like I listened to them a ton in like high school when I was getting into electronic music. So when I first found out that I'd be able to do that show, that was a huge moment for me. And then this one may actually be even more significant. When I when I found out that Honey was going to be released on Moving Castle, the song was all done. I had already sent it to them, and originally they had actually told me that their schedule was too full. So. I had already kind of gotten over the idea of releasing Honey with Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. And I was at, I was back home in Chicago at Lollapalooza at the beginning of August. And I was with my friend. We were seeing Porter Robinson. He was closing, I think on the first day of Lala, he was closing. And we were in his set in the pouring rain. <laughs> um, we were just getting absolutely soaked through our clothes. And I pulled out my phone and I had a text from one of my friends at Moving Castle saying, they wanted to release it. And me and my friend just like danced around in the rain. Like I was so happy (laughs) to hear that like one of my dreams like for years was coming true. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how that went down. And that was just a great moment. That's awesome. Damn. (laughs) Especially at a festival where it's already like great vibes and everything. And then just news. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I was watching my hero like in life (laughs) perform. (laughs) So that was just, that was great. That's awesome, man. That's <laughs> I would say congrats. I mean, it already happened, but like, damn, that's right. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, my next question for you, who do you consider a musical genius and what is one song slash track that they've done that you would say is a masterpiece or timeless? Okay. Um, my personal biggest influence, like for my project is Cashmere Cat. Just in terms of like the actual music, I definitely consider him a genius. I think his like writing and production production style and everything is like it's weird to say, but like it's almost similar to like to Kanye. And Kanye is like, I mean, in my opinion, like the god of music. Like he's <laughs> like I said, Porter was my hero, but like that everything's under Kanye. Like Kanye is where it all stems from for me and like my influence. And I see a lot of, like, similarities between, like, their production style um, that Cashmere Cat just kind of uses in, like, a very, like, different way. Like, just with his, like, chord progressions and stuff. Um, So one track by Cashmere Cat, I'd say, is, like, I would say Wild Love is definitely, like, a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Um, Just with the vocoder and everything, um, all of the, like, melodies and stuff, it totally gives me, like, a Kanye vibe. But definitely in Cashmere Cat's style. I, I just think it's like a flawless song and working with like The Weeknd and Francis with the Light, uh, Francis and the Lights who are like, I also consider geniuses. I definitely think that's a perfect song. Thanks for sharing. I'm glad you had exact artist you wanted to talk about and song too because sometimes people are like really deciding like the best one or just give multiple answers right Um, yeah i mean i could give you a bunch of others like um say you will by kanye is another one mm -hmm. only one by kanye is another (laughs) one i could i could have a list of only kanye songs (laughs) yeah that's gonna be a long love lockdown heartless like all of those sick okay I'm I'm like trying to change my order of like how I ask these questions too, just because yeah, sure. some of them could be pretty similar, but like a little bit like more in depth. But 
I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Are there any hobbies not music related that you'd like to share? Honestly, I, I don't have many uh, other than um, music. I just like to, I don't know, I like to hang out with my friends a lot. So that's usually what I'm doing if I'm not doing music. Yeah, I don't have any other like talents or anything. Like music's kind of it. Well, like what besides hanging out with friends, do you like watch shows or anything, play video games, art? What else do you do? Um, not too much of any of that. I don't watch too much shows or movies. Um, I used to be super into games, but I don't really play games anymore. I was always a Nintendo fanboy though. Mm-hmm. So I played a lot of other stuff, but Nintendo's always been my favorite. Gotcha. I, I, I understand, like, not playing games as much now because it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it does. Um, but if you could, would you get a Switch? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. No, I I definitely would have had a Switch by now because I really want one. But <laughs> I, I made a vow to myself that I wouldn't get a Switch until I, like, get my music actually going, like, well mm-hmm. um, or better, just until I step up my game. So I've forbidden myself from getting a Switch for the time being because I, I know how much time I would spend on it and that it would distract me from, like, my goals. So I'm not going to let that happen, but I would love to get a Switch. Yeah, it's very tempting. <laughs> I so tempting. That's cool. I really want um, – honestly, I might get one for um, Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I want to play Mario Odyssey so bad. Same. Oh, I played that – okay. I went to Comic-Con um, – so they had like demos there and I got to play it for like 10 minutes and I was like, oh, oh it's so good. How was it? It's, I really want to switch just for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, if there's one game that'll make me get a switch, it's that. So your goal now is to get really like improve your music by the time it comes out. So then you have no excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to get to a point where like I, I have time. Yeah. Like, cause right now all of my time should be going towards music. It doesn't not even close <laughs> but like i don't need another distraction so until i get to a point where like i don't have to worry about that as much then i would get a switch cool going back going to back. music any influences old and new that are musically inclined or just like involved in an industry that you'd like to share and you could list yeah. as many that you could think of right now okay some recent ones i mean tyler the creator has always been one of my favorite artists his new album is so good, and like, although I make a very different kind of music, there are a lot of like aspects of the way he approaches music that you can kind of apply to any genre. So he's a big influence. I love what he's doing. I love what Brockhampton's doing. I think they're kind of the best artist out, the best like active artist out out right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for a lot of reasons, they're just absolutely absolutely genius and the amount of stuff they're able to like pump out too is ridiculous i listen to more little uzi vert than any other artist currently <laughs> so i wouldn't call him an influence really but just a favorite muramasa is a big influence and has been lately i would say those are a lot of the main ones <laughs> yeah oh odessa too i have to mention um shout out odessa and elenium both of those like especially for my music, have been very influential recently, and just like the way I way I approach it. Yeah, Lenium's album's out this week, right? So I think so. Yeah, 
I, I actually didn't get into Elenium until like a month ago. I had never really given him like a chance. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to his last album like crazy because it's it's so good. It's it's unbelievably good. So I recently got into Elenium and I'm just obsessed. <laughs> cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, that basically goes with my next question then. like, But it could also be specifically anyone that might that like as you say like little Weaver isn't someone that's exactly like influencing but you're listening to yeah um, what artist groups have you been listening to like recently and frequently and like what's your favorite song right now Ooh, favorite right now i'm liking um i'm liking the i'm just looking through like my apple music right now because that's where i listen to everything um i would say chet porter remix of love is alive by lewis the child um, Electric Mantis remix of Electric by Alina Baraz. I've been really into the Elohim EP, which has been out for forever, but I just recently got into it. And then For Real by Lil Uzi Vert and um, Neon Guts by Lil Uzi Vert are like <laughs> two of my yeah favorites ever. Dope. I'm glad someone mentioned Elohim specifically because yeah, that, she's definitely been impacting my life too. Um, yeah with all her music and everything so great cool thanks for sharing that i'm glad you're telling me these ones and everything because it's really cool seeing how diverse your your uh, taste is yeah of course um so going off those two questions like influences and who you're listening to what would be your biggest dream collabs if you could have them right now Ooh. It's hard to say because there are a lot of people like Porter, for example, who like I I don't I don't even think I'd want to work with Porter because that'd just be like too weird. Like he's too much of like a like a father, like music figure to me to where like I feel like that'd just be weird. Um, Most of the people I work with are just like I like to work with up and coming people, SoundCloud people like you'll really see me work with someone who's like, quote unquote, like bigger than me. Yeah, most of the upcoming stuff I have is just with fellow producers and singers from SoundCloud that are just really talented and I think deserve to be put on. And I'm making just people who I can make some really genuinely good stuff with. Awesome. That's dope, though. At least Mm -hmm. how you're wanting to be realistic with what you are capable of and also just being able to bring... as like That's why you did paper crane and everything is just bringing more people together in the soundcloud community that's awesome right <laughs> and i just like how your answer with porter is uh just too weird <laughs> yeah like i can't i can't do that <laughs> that's funny um okay here's a great question i like asking um and this one's definitely a spontaneous answer unless like maybe you've been thinking about this for a long time right um, what is one song you love to hear for the first time again Hmm. Here for the first time again. Hmm. Okay, I have one. I would like to hear Sea of Voices by Porter for the first time again. Because I remember when that came out and like listening to it for the first time after like everything he had ever released was like um like crazy electro house, like dubstep. Like I was a big fan of him then. And hearing Sea of Voices for the first time, like, I think I didn't quite get it at first. I liked it, but it didn't have, like, the full, like, 
impact on me that I know that song has on like a lot of people and that it's had on me. So I think that'd be a, a good one to just like, yeah, if I could have like a fresh listen to it. Awesome. I'm glad you had an answer. <laughs> Cause sometimes yeah. it could take a while to think about that. Um, yeah, that was just uh, off the top of my head. I'm sure there are multiples, but that's definitely one. Cool. Um, this one's definitely open-ended. <laughs> um, if you could create anything, what would you make? And you could have multiple answers. It's on my bucket list to make an album. I know that's kind of a typical, like, what you'd expect me to say answer. <laughs> but that's another thing where, like, I've refused to do it until I'm ready to do it. Like, musically, music-wise, and, like, size as an artist-wise, I'm just not there yet. But that's definitely near the top of my bucket list so that's definitely the main thing i want to create at some point my next question for you then since there's a lot of empowering stories and just like situations you've been in i'm just really curious uh is there any empowering stories you've experienced that you'd like to share that you think back on and inspire you yeah um I mean, I would say, I know I've kind of shared it already, but um, just being able to, like, release with Moving Castle yesterday, like, that's just something where I never gave up. It was a situation where, like, it was something I really wanted, and it took a really long time to make it happen, but I just never stopped working towards that goal, and it eventually happened. And you can see that happen with a lot of people in a lot of different different scenarios and situations but that's just one example for me of where i just kept working towards this thing i really wanted and it finally happened timeline wise when did you first share that song with them that was probably in july i'd say mm-hmm. and yeah then, and then they approved of it and lollapalooza and everything that's crazy <laughs> in august yeah like that that whole thing came together very quick like and them throwing it on the schedule like normally stuff like that would be done months in advance but that all came together very quickly so cool (laughs) yeah all right and then my last miscellaneous question for you Mm -hmm. i've asked this consistently since my first interview um if you had 24 hours left to live what would you do (laughs) what would you do with that time wow um I would really just want to be with as as many of my friends as possible. I don't know, like if it'd be like their last twenty four hours too, or just mine. It's just yours. But, <laughs> yeah, just mine. Um, I would just want to go out, be, like being surrounded by like, I don't know, by all the people I care about. I guess it it wouldn't really matter even what we were doing. I would want to do something fun, but I think a yeah, a, the probably the best way for me would just be to like go to a show with all my friends, like to go to a go to a B and L. Honestly, I'd be happy with that awesome <laughs> very quick answer <laughs> and like yeah. uh, i forget oh, i'm trying to remember who asked it might have been ehi <laughs> uh, when i asked him that question he's like am i the one just dying or is it everyone right dying? or is it everyone yeah. <laughs> everyone in the world because then <laughs> oh no 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 it wasn't with ehi uh it was with sophie and then she was just like wondering if like her her answer <laughs> With that question, I think with everyone dying, she's like, I would just relax and just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> just sit back, 
just lay down. That's somewhere. a good answer. <laughs> just chill. If everyone was dying, but like for her, it was more like if it was just her, it was more specific. But yeah, right. I, I would probably do the same thing if it was everyone <laughs> dying and just watching the world crumble. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, that is all my miscellaneous questions. Wow, we're doing really good cool. on time. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, cool, because like you're really concise with your answers. I like that. Um, right. Yeah. So my I'm not fi- trying to ramble or anything. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you've done this before. Um, <laughs> final questions for you. What can we look forward to next from Madnap? And then are there any future collaborations and projects you're working on that you'd like to share right now? Yeah, I'll I'll leak a few. <laughs> um, I'll actually tell you what's next. It's not even announced, but I don't know when this is going to be going up. Yeah. So I don't think it'll matter. Um, my next track is coming out a week from today. Uh, super soon. No one really knows yet, but um, it will be on Moving Castle, and it's a remix that I did with Metza, actually. And we did it a while ago, and we're really excited to see that finally come out. It'll be on a remix EP. Don't want to say too much, but yeah, new remix on Moving Castle next week. And then I'm just working on a lot of singles right now. A lot of collab singles a solo one but as far as collabs that go i've mentioned i have stuff in the works with little shadows ron harper i've got a great one in the works with yataku and then another one with dumu as well that you can expect to see just as singles in the upcoming months i've just kind of been i've been working really hard over the summer to just stack up and have lots of music to release going forward so I have a lot of things coming together, and it'll be a lot of originals. I have one other remix done, but other than the one coming out next week. Um, but then it's going to be a lot of singles. It should be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you went from releasing an original um, through Moving Castle, and I are releasing a remix. That's funny. Yeah, I know. That was actually that was like solidified with them before um, the single ever was but we never had a date for it like it was always like oh yeah like we're gonna do that eventually um and then the single got locked in and it was like well is that remix ever gonna happen but (laughs) we finally uh got it into the schedule and we're gonna make it work so that'll be out soon that's awesome and then just hearing that you have a lot stacked up is really awesome Um, yeah definitely all right my last question then for you okay to conclude this interview any final thoughts yeah. Um, I mean, this has been great just for me too to just be able to reflect on everything. Um, it's been cool to see kind of the progression of everything um, and kind of how, honestly, how slow it's been. Like you can see from like, from like everything I've been telling you and like looking at the timeline, like it's taken me a very, very long time to even get to where I'm at now. And I'm not even happy with where I'm at now. And that took a very long time. So I'm just going to be working really hard in the future, um, like I have been all summer, to just kind of progress with this faster and further and just to take all of this to the next level. That's what I'm trying to do next. Awesome. Thank you again for reflecting with me about your entire – well majority of your production and just how you got started and everything it's really awesome to hear about this yeah of course and i think like the the greatest takeaway for me personally <laughs> is how 
like some of the songs that you've worked on just like were inspired while you were in a cafe that's like oh yeah pretty fucking awesome (laughs) a lot of them because honestly my main if i had to give one key to like producing music for me it's coffee like (laughs) it's just getting coffee and then locking in to like logic and not being focused on anything else that's how i get music done that's awesome all right yeah thanks for sharing it's really insightful um all right now we're just gonna conclude the interview and thanks again madnap for speaking with me on this like late afternoon time and just being able to share your like experience so far it's really cool yeah of course thank you for having me It's